0: Today on the program, you will hear from Mario Ritter Jr., Jill Robbins, and Alice Bryant. Later, Steve Ember will present our American history series, The Making of a Nation. But first, here is Mario Ritter Jr. People returning from Western countries are bringing a new wave of coronavirus cases to parts of Asia such as Hong Kong and Taiwan. This is happening as health officials in the area were getting their outbreaks under control. The development, which health officials describe as imported cases, threatens disease control work and economic recoveries. Once they're overseas, situations easily develop, Taiwan Health and Welfare Minister Chen Cheng said this week. However, returnees have the right to live here, so if they have any symptoms, we do our best to intercept them at the airports. Chen said people arriving from heavily infected places, such as Western Europe and the United States, brought many new cases last week. The Taiwan Centers for Disease Control said most of the new cases reported earlier this week had come to the island from other countries the total number of cases in Taiwan has grown nearly five times since early March late last week Hong Kong recorded 48 cases in one day resulting in warnings there about arrivals from overseas Singapore had contained its outbreak one of the world's earliest However, people returning from overseas have pushed the total caseload higher. Singapore's Ministry of Health said many of the new cases were imported, local media reported. People are returning to Taiwan from overseas for several reasons, including school cancellations. Taiwanese Health Minister Chen said, those returns will continue for another two weeks, he predicted, before everyone gets back. The daily number of people entering Taiwan is decreasing and totaled about 4,600 early this week. Taiwan, Singapore, Malaysia, and Vietnam have all banned most foreign visitors. Taiwan took the extra step Sunday of barring transit passengers. Quarantine rules have been strengthened on arrivals with any kind of passport. People arriving in Hong Kong from anywhere in the world are ordered to quarantine. Taiwan asks airplane passengers to report travel histories and any clear symptoms. Most airplane passengers are returning home as few people are starting trips, said Brendan Sobey. He started the Singapore-based advising company Sobey Aviation. What will happen in Singapore and Taiwan and Hong Kong will depend on the cases that came from abroad, said Rajiv Biswas, Asia-Pacific chief economist at the information services company IHS Market. If it can be kept under control for the next couple of weeks, then hopefully things should get better, he said. In China, where the virus spread began, citizens have slowly returned to work this month. People have started going out to eat again and to visit stores. In Taiwan, children are still attending school. Workplaces remain open And restaurants are filled on weekends but experts warn that bans on foreign travel into Asian countries will reduce how much people spend there especially in the case of foreign travelers for example Vietnam's normally active tourism industry is almost completely quiet the country reported a few imported coronavirus cases this month. There are more than 230 confirmed cases there. Adam McCarty is chief economist with advisory company Mekong Economics. He said travel bans mean little economic improvement can be made. If people can't travel from one country to another, then demand will not pick up no matter how much money you throw at the problem. So it's really different from just a normal downturn," McCarty said. I'm Mario Ritter, Jr.
1: The face of Dobo Mambanza is blistered as she fights to breathe. The little girl is crying and, slowly, going blind. Her mother holds three-year-old Dobo in her arms at a health center in Northern Democratic Republic of Congo. Here, doctors are working hard to contain a deadly virus. Dobo does not have the new coronavirus or Ebola virus disease. She has measles. This preventable but extremely infectious disease has moved quickly through the country since early 2019. Measles has killed about 6,400 people, official reports show, but healthcare workers say the number is much higher. Reporting rates are very low. Dobo's mother, Waneya Mabele, spoke to the Reuters news agency. She said, I feel guilty because I'm afraid people might say it's because I didn't get my daughter treatment quickly. Mabele is hardly to blame. Congo's government has delayed vaccine campaigns because of a lack of money that has left millions of children without protection for measles. Health workers say there is also a problem with poor quality vaccines, leaving thousands at risk in a country of 81 million people. Health officials have sent hundreds of millions of dollars and workers to Eastern Congo to fight a 19-month outbreak of Ebola. That disease has killed over 2,000 people. The number of new cases is finally decreasing, just as COVID-19, the disease from the new coronavirus, arrives. After a first coronavirus case in the capital, Kinshasa, this month, reported infections rose to 18 by last weekend. Priority will be given to COVID-19 in the coming weeks or months, depending on the trend of the disease, said Vincent Sogino. He leads the anti-measles effort in Congo for the World Health Organization. Measles is on the rise around the world, but Congo is worst hit. The hospital where Dobo is being treated lies deep in the forest. The nearest paved road is 125 kilometers to the south in the city of Lisala. Keeping vaccines cool for the trip from Kinshasa is important, but difficult. On a recent vaccination campaign, Medical Aid Group Medecins Sans Frontieres, or MSF, flew 2,700 containers to Lisala in large cool boxes. In Lisala, the boxes were tied to the back of motorbikes for the 10-hour trip to the hospital. MSF workers said the vaccines remained at the correct temperature for the ride. I'm Jill Robbins.
2: everyone you might be reading or listening to this everyday grammar program from your living room or bedroom in fact you might even be wearing pajamas no matter the time of day if you are like us here in Washington DC and many other places health officials have asked you to stay at home for now and With so many people at home for long periods, people are looking for activities to keep their minds occupied. Too much time on social media can be a problem. Even binge-watching movies and television shows loses its appeal after a while. With this in mind, we will be offering ideas for games that you can play with your family or housemates in the coming weeks to practice your English. On today's program, we will talk about Jeopardy!, a favorite game of English learning classrooms. The idea comes from the American television game show in which players give their answers in the form of a question. You may have even seen the show in your country. In Jeopardy, players choose from categories and try to win money, like this. I'll take countries for $100. This Asian country is famous for its high-quality motorcycles. What is Japan? That is correct. Notice that the answer came in the form of a question. What is Japan? You will also note the host read a fact in statement form. We will call those facts clues. Playing Jeopardy at home is a good way to get experience forming questions in English. It also can improve your speaking and listening skills and help expand your vocabulary. Now, let's talk about how to play the game. You will need three or more English learners, one person to serve as host, and the others to play. There are two ways to play the game, the traditional way with answers in question form, and the easier way which you can find on our website at learningenglish.voanews.com. Here is how to play the traditional way. The first step is to decide who the host will be. His or her job is to gather clues for the game. The host also reads clues to the players and keeps a record of points won. To play the game, you will need five separate categories. For example, you might choose Countries, Animals, Foods, Sports, and Actors. For each category, choose six clues from easy or $100 to difficult or $600. The host We'll also need to keep the clues on a computer screen or write or print them on a small piece of paper. To set up the game you will need a board or large piece of paper. If using paper, put it on a wall for all the players to see. On the large paper or board, make a grid like the simple design shown. On our website, write the categories on the left of the grid and the money amounts across the top. For the full directions on how to play the game, to see how to make the grid, and for links to clues that are already prepared, go to our website. Join us again soon for more grammar games you can play at home. I'm Alice Bryant.
3: Welcome to The Making of a Nation, American History in VOA Special English. I'm Steve Ember. We continue the story of America's 33rd President, Harry Truman. Truman was sometimes called an accidental president. He only became president because he was vice president when Franklin Roosevelt died in 1945. In the election of 1948, Truman ran for a full term. As we told you last week, many experts predicted he would lose. But voters chose him over the Republican Party candidate, Thomas E. Dewey, the governor of New York. Americans also elected a Congress with a majority from Truman's Democratic Party. The president might have expected a Congress led by his own party to support his policies, but that did not always happen. Time after time, Democrats from southern states joined in voting with conservative Republicans. Together, these lawmakers defeated some of Truman's most important proposals. One of the defeated bills was a proposal for health care insurance for every American. One of the major issues during Truman's second term was fear of communism. After World War II, Americans watched as one Eastern European nation after another became an ally of the Soviet Union. Soviet leader Joseph Stalin wanted to see communism spread around the world. And Americans watched as China became communist in 1949 as forces led by Mao Zedong defeated the Chinese nationalists after a civil war that had lasted more than 10 years. During this tense period, there were charges that communists held important jobs in the United States government. These fears, real or imagined, became known as the Red Scare. Even if there were only one
4: communist in the State Department, even if there were only one communist in the State Department, there would still be one communist too many.
3: A Republican senator from Wisconsin, Joseph McCarthy, led the search for communists in America. In speeches and congressional hearings, he accused hundreds of people of being communists or communist supporters. His targets included the State Department, the Army, and the entertainment industry. Senator McCarthy often had little evidence to support his accusations. Many of his charges would not have been accepted in a court of law. But the rules governing congressional hearings were different, so he was able to make his accusations freely. Many people lost their jobs after they were denounced as communists. Some had to use false names to get work. A few went to jail briefly for refusing to cooperate with McCarthy. The senator continued his anti-communist investigations for several years. By the early 1950s, however, more people began to question his methods. Critics said he violated democratic traditions. In 1954, the Senate Finally, voted to condemn his actions. McCarthy died three years later. There were problems caused by the fear of communists at home, but President Truman also had to deal with the threat of communism in other countries. He agreed to send American aid to Greece and Turkey. He also supported continuing the Marshall Plan. That was the huge economic aid program that helped rebuild Western Europe after World War II. Many historians say the Marshall Plan prevented Western Europe from becoming communist. The defense of Western Europe against Soviet communism led Truman to support the creation of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. NATO began in 1949 with the United States, Britain, Canada, France, and eight other nations. The treaty that created NATO stated that a military attack on any member would be considered an attack on all of them. Truman named General Dwight Eisenhower to command the new organization. General Eisenhower had been Supreme Commander of Allied Forces in Europe in World War II. In his swearing-in speech in 1949, Truman urged the United States to lend money to other countries to aid their development he also wanted to share American science and technology. In 1951, the president asked Congress to establish a new foreign aid program. The aid would go to countries threatened by communist forces in Europe, the Middle East, North Africa, East Asia, South Asia, and Latin America. Truman believed the United States would be stronger if its allies were stronger. President Truman believed that many of the world's problems could be settled by means other than military force, but he supported and used military power throughout his presidency. On June 25, 1950, forces from North Korea invaded South Korea. Two days later, the United Nations Security Council approved a resolution urging UN members to help South Korea resist the invasion. At first, President Truman agreed to send American planes and ships. Later, he agreed to send American ground forces. The president knew his decision could start World War III if the Soviet Union entered the war on the side of communist North Korea. Yet, he felt the United States had to act. Later, he said it was the most difficult decision he made as president. Truman named Army General Douglas MacArthur to command all United Nations forces in South Korea. Most of the fighting in the Korean War took place along the geographic line known as the 38th Parallel. This line formed the border between North and South Korea. Many victories on the battlefield were only temporary. One side would capture a hill, then the other side would recapture it. In September of 1950, MacArthur led the UN land and sea attack at Incheon, pushing the North Koreans back across the border. There was hope that the war could end by Christmas. December 25th. In late November, however, troops from China joined the North Koreans. Thousands of Chinese soldiers helped push the UN troops south. General MacArthur wanted to attack Chinese bases in Manchuria. President Truman said no. He did not want the fighting to spread beyond the Korean Peninsula. Again, He feared that such a decision could start another world war. MacArthur strongly believed he could end the war quickly by extending it to the Chinese mainland. He publicly denounced Truman's policy, saying there is no substitute for victory. Truman felt that the general left him no choice. In April of 1951, he dismissed MacArthur.
4: It is with the deepest personal regret that I found myself compelled to take this action. General MacArthur is one of our greatest military commanders, but the cause of world peace is much more important than any individual.
3: In the United States, military leaders are expected to obey their commander in chief, the president. While some Americans approved of the general's dismissal, Many others supported MacArthur. Millions greeted him when he returned to the United States. There were huge parades in his honor in San Francisco and New York. In fact, few leaders in the 20th century could boast the support MacArthur had. Almost 7 million people attended the ticker tape parade given to him by New York City. and that almost doubled the size of the one given to another returning World War II hero, General Dwight Eisenhower. MacArthur gave his farewell speech to a joint session of Congress on April 19, 1951.
4: I am closing my 52 years of military service. When I joined the Army, even before the turn of the century, it was the fulfillment of all my boyish hopes and dreams. The world has turned over many times since I took the oath on the plane at West Point, and the hopes and dreams have long since vanished. But I still remember the refrain of one of the most popular barrack ballads of that day, which proclaimed most proudly that old soldiers never die. They just fade away. And like the old soldier of that ballad, I now close my military career and just fade away an old soldier who tried to do his duty as God gave him the light to see that duty. Goodbye.
3: On the Korean Peninsula, the war continued. Ceasefire talks began in July of 1951, but the conflict would last for another two years until a truce was declared. The Korean War Armistice Agreement was signed on July 27, 1953.
0: And that's our program for today. Listen again tomorrow to learn English through stories from around the world. I'm Jonathan Evans.
1: And I'm Ashley Thompson.